Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Che. In this week's show, we're going to be looking at a Cantonese theater company's stage production that can be understood by everyone regardless of language. Three schoolboys kept behind after school compete for the interest of a female classmate in the play without words, detention. We're also talking to the 2013 Hong Kong Book Fair Author of the Year, Chen Kun Chung. And we'll be giving you a brief but tasteful introduction to a collection of erotic Japanese spring pictures, or shunga, that's currently on view in Hong Kong. First, though, English brothers Jake and Dinos Chapman don't make art that most people will find exactly beautiful or comforting. They like to examine politics, religion, morality, and man's inhumanity to man. There's also a dark humor to much of their work. Until the end of August, White Cube Gallery is presenting an exhibition of pieces by the Chapman Brothers, including the spectacular The Sum of All Evil. It's a great big diorama with lots of people running around being cruel to each other and being overseen by the omnipotent who's looking down on his creation with a loving eye. Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's another sculpture, a series of sculptures uh, dedicated to uh, uh, imaginations of, of hell. I think McDonald's for us represents a kind of a dystopic end of the world, really, because, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see how McDonald's started life as, a, as an optimistic, bright, garish, fast food, people popular restaurant and now it's become a kind of slightly decrepit and uh, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's treated with a certain amount of disdain. It's just interesting that it could become the kind of, almost the kind of embodiment of, uh, of these kind of dystopian discourses about, you know, globalization and ecology and the end of the world and, you know, ozone layers and stuff. So, yeah, we, we, he's, he, we just, you know, just like the idea of, of, of making sculptures with a clown in it, that kind of, that, with the possibility of being sued for doing it. Seems quite funny. In highly detailed apocalyptic landscape, 50,000 meticulously crafted miniatures of Nazi soldiers, skeletons, and Ronald McDonald and his friends commit acts of unspeakable violence. Scenes resembling the mass graves and killings of the Holocaust are juxtaposed with McDonald's mass consumerism. In four glass cases, the sum of all evil occupies the entire ground floor of White Cube in Hong Kong. It's the first local solo exhibition of British artist brothers Jake and Dinos Chapman. I'm not sure if this work is about morality in such an explicit way or the idea that it's shocking in, another, in any other way. I mean, I think the work has a kind of it has a kind of an intellectual integrity to it, which is, you know, to do with what the work is representing, how it's representing it, you know, what it's doing in the world, what it's doing in the gallery. There's a, there are all sorts of critical sort of critiques going on. It's, you know, I, I think the idea of it just being shocking is a kind of is a bit of a shallow way to view anything, really. You know, um, and as far as as far as we can go, I, you know, it's, it's limitless. There's no limit to what can be done. The Chapmans describe their work as a way of establishing how and whether we are allowed or able to show moral views. They're never shy about showing viewers the grotesque, the absurd and the taboo. I'm not bothered by what the audience does. I mean, the audience can do whatever they want. 
really. I don't care if they have an emotional reaction or drop dead. It's up to them, you know. I mean, I don't think any artist really can, can really have that kind of view. I mean, you know, you have to, you have, the, the work has to be done primarily for, for your own reasons, and those reasons are, you know, because you're speculating on ideas, you're working out how things work or if they work. So the audience really is a byproduct of that process, I think. Appropriation is also fundamental to the Chapman's work. They've said that nothing in their work comes from nothing. Their use of pre-existing materials ranges from adopting mannequins, sex dolls and toy soldiers to defacing a mint-conditioned set of Goya's Disasters of War etchings or modifying paintings, ranging from one by Disciple of Bruegel to a watercolour by Adolf Hitler. There's nothing, you know, we've made it very clear that the, the reason we make art is not for any kind of creative process, but for more destructive processes. We don't believe that art is a, is a positive act. We think it's a very, uh, very um, malevolent act. So, you know, we're not, we're not, I'm not interested in art as a, as a kind of, as a, as a sacred activity. In a sense, you know, the idea of what every artist does to history, deface it in some senses, to obliterate it with their own productions. So um, it just, I guess it just takes one little shift for that to be less metaphoric and more realistic in, 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 in our work, given that we, have, we, we, we do like to draw on other people's work. The comic horror and duality of the Chapman's works is anything but happy and positive. Most people who claim to be optimists are normally pathologically damaged. I don't think any artist who's optimistic is a good artist. I can't think of any good artist that's optimistic. I mean, I think the point is, is that you know, art is, you know, by its very nature, something which kind of struggles to deal with the idea of what, what it is to be, in a way. It's a kind of, you know, struggles with the existential issues of what it is to have you know, thoughts, and I think anyone who has, you know, just optimistic thoughts is kind of suppressing all of the other thoughts which are just the nature of, of being alive. I, I'm more interested in things which test my ability to understand them than things which I just think are just about the taste, values, or the sensibility of being happy. I think happiness is overrated. Throughout the centuries, artists have depicted all aspects of human experience, including some which may be regarded as taboo in some societies. That includes human sexual experience, and explicit works and sculpture depicting sex have often been hidden away, circulated quietly, or kept in the hands of private collectors. In Japan's tradition of ukiyo-e woodblock prints, artists, including some of the very greatest, like Katsushika Hokusai and Kitagawa Utamaro, were among those who were far from shy about creating the so-called spring pictures. It is more related to the cultural and social context of the era that we are talking about here. Shonga, the shomra, is actually within the school of ukiyo-e, so that which is uh, the pictures of the floating world, which depicts um, you know everyday life, all walks of life, you know, of people in pre-modern Japan. In the Edo period, it's a continuous nearly 300 years, very peaceful age. And uh, as you know, Japan crossed the country during that time. You know? Only the uh, Horan and uh, China, uh, the very small, how do I say, uh, trading we had. 
But anyhow, they are very small window we have the outside of Japan, right? But uh, the, the very special culture is grown up in uh, Edo. Utamaro is very famous for the, the depicting their beauties, right? And Hokusai is a very uh, famous the uh, painting uh, landscape, like uh, Mount Fuji and Hiroshige too. But here you know, you see the uh, as you see, uh, Hokusai is also very very good at the Shunga too. What you also see actually in the prints is um, the influence of Western science, for example. Uh, Holland had a lot of um, trade with Japan um, from, from early on. And what you see, for example, in the great anatomical detail that is given to the genital parts in these erotic prints, that has to do with the introduction of anatomical books uh, during that time from Holland. So suddenly the Japanese... Um, the, the court and whoever was working on, uh, on these prints um, are exposed to a totally different way of seeing the body. And so what is interesting is you have these incredibly detailed uh, genitals and the, the, the sort of uh, aesthetic conventions of the time that uh, was asking for a very highly stylized treatment on the faces. back after the break. See you then. Welcome back. The Hong Kong Book Fair started in 1990 with 149 exhibitors and 200,000 visitors. Since then, its popularity has grown immensely with 560 exhibitors at this year's event, which ended just today. Books on politics attracted much attention, including I'm No Hero by scholarism convener Joshua Wang Chifeng and a book by the organizer of Occupy Central, Benny Tai. This year's Author of the Year is a novelist rather than an outright political writer, but even his two most recent books are political enough to have both been banned in mainland China. This year's Author of the Year at the Hong Kong Book Fair, Chan Kun-jong has been a magazine publisher, a movie scriptwriter, and is now a novelist. He moved to Beijing in 2002, realizing that he wanted to write novels full-time. Since moving there, he's now completed two novels, Fat Years and Bare Life. In Published in 2009, Fat Years is a science fiction novel about collective amnesia in a time of apparent prosperity and contentment in China. It's been banned on the mainland, a success elsewhere, including Hong Kong. Chant's new work, Bear Life, which was published early this year, examines another contentious issue for mainland China, Tibet. Touching on issues of sex, politics and national identity, 
it's been described as Chan's most outspoken and even steamy book. Tajoy 大陸一個流行字來的管到你,但你又不受法律保護的情況之下,其實可能得返條命。The protagonist of Bear Life is a young Tibetan man called Champa, who grew up in Lhasa. He becomes the kept man of a wealthy, middle-aged Chinese businesswoman in his own city, but falls for her daughter. Eventually, he escapes to Beijing in the hope of maintaining a relationship with the daughter. Bear Life is also 複雜到或者可以可解讀到是相當高的 Chan Junjung was born in Shanghai but grew up in Hong Kong. He lived both here and in Taipei before moving to Beijing. He says his experience in the mainland has helped deepen his understanding of Hong Kong. Uh 
嗰個啊成就或者有啲局限喺邊度。Chan's been writing on Hong Kong since the 1970s, covering areas as varied as politics, society, and high and popular culture. He sees writing partly as a process of holding on to history. This is really every generation of writers very hard work, putting a lot of lost things out. It's almost a constant struggle with the struggle of fighting the struggle. 自由社會同埋一個冇言論自由社會分別就係自由社會總有人可以大聲喺度叫，而又或者你可以選擇去聽佢。而一個唔自由社會就係唔容許你去去叫啊出聲，所以有好多遺忘嘅嘢就真係冇辦法再再提起啦。冇辦法再提起先至係最危險嘅，因為而家嘅有權力嘅人可以夾硬整個新嘅東嘢出嚟，然後話其實舊時係咁嘅。咁都冇人可以講第二種觀點嘅話，就可以唔用過去為咗而家服務。Finally, this week we're taking a trip to the theatre. The Tang Shu Wing Theatre Studio is a local company that usually produces Cantonese language dramas. However, its play Detention, which starts a new run in August, is understandable to all theatre goers wherever they are from. This play is about a 受壓力嘅老師，去對付一班受壓力嘅學生。正如幾年前，即係嗰個巴士阿叔話：你有壓力，我都有壓力。咁即係其實我哋想講嘅一個主題就係話，其實一個機構裏面咧，冇一個權力關係絕對，即係任何人咧都可能係成個機器裏面嘅一個螺絲嚟嘅啫。只不過嗰粒螺絲可能大啲，佢就走去蝦啲細粒啲嘅螺絲。咁到頭來，你粒更加大粒嘅螺絲出現嘅時候咧，嗰粒中型螺絲咧就冇咗位置。Detention, which has been described as Hong Kong's first physical theatre comedy, was produced by Tang Shu Wing Studio Theatre in 2012. The group took the play on a tour to Edinburgh and cities in China earlier this year, and will open a fourth run of 33 performances. At the Hong Kong Art Centre's Shoshan Theatre in August, instead of using dialogue, the cast delivers the story through tap dancing, drumming, yelling. They even fight and leap around the stage. Because this play, 其實成段都係啦，講我哋即係追求嗰個女同學咁樣樣。大家以前都追過女仔啦，咁睇下嗰啲誒方法有幾咁層出不窮。我哋係無所不用其極去想得到呢個女仔芳心，即係好似誒好多回憶可以喺呢個劇度睇到咯，甚至將佢更加搞笑化咗。佢冇好高深。即係唔係一個非常之難理解嘅一個主題啊故事啊，入面亦都冇一啲好艱澀嘅嘅台詞啊，直情就係冇語言。我覺得依個題材我哋想達到一個咁瘋狂、咁得意嘅效果，其實齋靠語言，我覺得唔得。同埋我哋好多唔同嘅表演喺入面嘅，其實有 beatbox 啦，有誒吉他嘅表演啦，亦都會有一啲好似係 percussion 咁樣嘅一啲節奏嘅表演。我哋完全係冇講嘢，冇用任何嘅語言去令到你笑。
原來細到係每一個唔同 body parts 都可以同觀眾同對手有交流。Apart from entertaining the audience, Tang Shuwing also hopes detention will become an example of how Hong Kong can have long-running theatrical shows. He believes they're a vital part of any established cultural society. 構思呢個劇本嘅時候，想做長壽劇目啊，因為其實喺西方或者甚至乎亞洲都有幾個城市咧係有長壽劇目嘅出現。咁長壽劇目，我自己覺得咧，佢係一個唔係純粹一個即係藝術行為嚟，佢係一個牽涉到文化啦、旅遊啦、誒同埋相關嘅行業嘅一種商業行為，同埋亦都係提高戲劇嘅工作者嘅專業地位一個社會行為。因為你有長壽劇目嘅時候咧，喺社會上邊咧，你有一個符號啊，你有一個文化嘅象徵喺度